for taking time today to join us. Our Norwex podcast today is on helping new consultants get off to a strong start. My name is Susan Bauer, and I'm your host of today's program. And today joining us is Chris Carlson. Welcome, Chris. Hey, everybody. Thank you. Chris, I think most people on this podcast know you, but in case they don't, Chris is a Senior Vice President Sales Leader from North Carolina. She's been a leader for over seven years, and she has literally started thousands of new consultants and modeled the way for leaders to do the same. So, Chris, thank you for being with us. Um, And we know that this is a big, no, this is a huge, huge topic for one podcast. So, um, break this into into two, a two part series. How does that sound? Sounds great. All right. So on this podcast, we're really going to just scratch the surface and and start with um, why it's so important to have a process uh, to start new consultants as a leader, and you know, and how you really can think about building confidence in what you do, and then on mm-hmm. um, part two. We'll dig into really uh, the power of the party and what that process um, looks like for a new consultant. So, Chris, let's get started. So, I know that this is something that you're very passionate about, but why is it important to have a process as a leader to start those new consultants? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm really passionate about this and because it's really because I see, you know, the magic that can happen if new people come onto your team and they just catch you know, they, they have the tools that they need in the beginning and they take off. It's so much fun. So definitely a passion of mine. And I would say when I started, I, um, you know, I didn't have a lot of experience with this business and I had people joining my team and I was like, oh my goodness, I don't really know what to do. I'm just kind of floundering here. And, and it was really honestly a little overwhelming to me. And what I learned really quickly when I was just kind of jumping in is, ooh, I better create a process because you know, for a couple of reasons. One, it, I knew pretty quickly if I didn't get some systems in place for myself, I was not going to succeed. Um, I was just overwhelmed a lot of the time. And so um, that was a biggie is the process simplified my life and helped me to keep my party calendar full and keep going with what I needed to be doing. And the other thing I saw was is I was join, having people join my team and strong starting getting my team members trained they were having people come on board as well and, you know, saying, hey, Chris, can you send me whatever that you did or can you, you know, help me? And I'm like, okay, we need to create a system that not only simplifies my life, but that helps my team members that come on board, um, helps them have a process. So it's a very duplicatable process that can go down through your, you know, your entire organization, which is ultimately um, – great you know isn't it great if we don't all have to reinvent the wheel but we can just pass on a great process to everybody absolutely and that's such a hard word to say duplicable but it's (laughs) it's so important isn't it and it um, is i know that we have tools but you do some very specific things right from the get-go what what are those do you want to talk about that i do i um i really use i think a lot of what i do is i specifically um, talk about what I think is important, and I'm very confident in that. And, and I know, so I know in the beginning that when somebody comes on board, I try to put myself in the shoes of what that felt like. You know, it's been seven years for me, over seven years. So 
I, I don't have the same feeling under, I guess that's pretty understandable that I did when I was brand new and just learning about Norwex. But I try to remember what that felt like when, when I'm having those first conversations with my team members and that excitement is contagious and it's something that we want to keep going. The momentum of this business is really so important in every different aspect, whether your host is coaching or you're booking a party or you're signing someone up. That momentum is so key to your newbie that just comes onto your team. So what I do is, you know, I they get signed up and I immediately begin to walk alongside them with some real set steps, which we'll probably get into in the next podcast, but I know that if I can get them going immediately and have that set process, they're going to gain so much confidence, um, and they're going to feel good about this process, this new job that they jumped into that they're, you know, they're nervous about. I remember how it felt. I was, I was excited, but I was nervous, and so confidence right away is such a big thing, and that's where, you know, we as leaders come in. That's kind of my initial, that's, I'd say, what I do to get started. Are there specific things when it comes to confidence? Because that is, that is so true. Um, you know, either that lack of confidence or building that confidence can really kind of be um, the catalyst for whether somebody um, moves forward or not. And so how do you build confidence in, well, I think, in new people? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think often what – consultants want to go to or what I find that what naturally on their own, what they want to do is they want to learn everything they can about these products. It's like the minute they sign up, they want to become mini scientists and start digging in and reading and learning all of this stuff. And I, I understand that. I mean, that's, that's something that's going to make them feel confident, but usually what I gear them more towards is helping them with word choices and verbiage around getting their initial party scheduled and I almost hold off a little bit on the product as well. You know, honestly, when they're new, I say, you know what, these first launch parties that you're going to do, and I talk a lot about what that's going to be, they're not about Norwex at all. I don't want you to feel worried about knowing your products. This is a, the only time in your business where you get to have a big old party to celebrate that you started a new business. Yeah, what that business that's, that's, is is not so important right now. <laughs> Yeah, it really is their grand their grand opening. And I've often heard, too, that if you just start using the product, so you can talk about your own experience, that, that really sells it as much as anything. And so really reading through all the pie sheets is not important to get going. That's going to come. That That's, you know, that's going to come as they start to do the job. But they're not going to have a job until they get their party scheduled. So I'm all about let's get your launch party done. You know, and I and, and so word choices like, you know what, don't be afraid to not know the answer about a product. It's okay. Nobody knows. You know, just reassuring them. And I think that gives them, I find that that gives them confidence when I say things like, you know what, you're not supposed to know all the products at all. It's perfectly fine at your launch party to say, you know what, that's a great question. And I've got a great upline that's going to help me and I'll get right back to you. That's that just a pressure off. Yeah. And it gives them confidence that, oh, wait, maybe I can do this. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So, Chris, I know that you're also, um, you, you talk about launch parties. You're a big proponent of two launch parties. Why is that? I love two launch parties. Um, well, a couple reasons. One, I think the more practice that a new consultant can get with their group, with the people that they know well, the better. 
um, two minimum. I also can, I also tell people you can do one monthly launch party for a bit with a few people. Um, but so one is just them getting the practice. And two is just simply, I'll usually say do one on a weekend and one on a weeknight because some people, you know, it's easier for them to come on a weeknight and some people it's easier for them to do a weekend and they can't come on a weeknight. So to give those options for their guests is great because, you know, usually people are inviting 40 or 50 people and obviously they're not all going to come to one party, right? So yes, absolutely. Yeah. And and you're, you're going to clean your house anyway, so you might as well have two. But so that's really a kind of a best practice for, for leaders who are bringing new consultants on is to have two, two launch parties. And we, mm-hmm. um, we've been talking about a 422 formula, which, which kind of ties together with this because you have um, you have kind of your own formula, which I think spans 45 days. So if you have two launch parties, and then you have really you're thinking of four parties a month, um, that's really going to get somebody off to a strong start. So is that kind of just an important thing that that you plant from the very beginning as being um, as being a key success factor? You know, I do. I really, like I said, I I really kind of detract from all the other things because when you're new, you can feel like there's so many important things. And so I really focus heavily on, you know, my first initial calls are on um, getting those two launch parties scheduled. What do you say? How do you share with people about, you know, what you're actually going to be doing, your new business? Um, taking the pressure off of them having to be experts and really just letting them know that this is more about your new business. It's not so much about Norwex. And then helping them with that frank list and saying, who are the other four parties? Who are the other people that you can circle? Make a list of 30 or 40 people. And I want you to circle four or five people on that list that you could call and say, you know what? I have a challenge that I've got to get another four party scheduled for next month. And I knew that you'd be one of the people to help me out. I just need to practice with my friends and I'll bring over brownies with that. Would you be willing to help me out? And so these are the people that you're comfortable with asking a favor for. And that's okay. You know, and sometimes people are overwhelmed by that and they feel like, oh, that's being pushy or that's not being nice. And I always tell them, let's reframe this for a minute and pretend that you're the friend in this scenario, and your friend comes up to you and says, Sandy, you know what? I chose you. My upline said I had a challenge to get four parties booked, and you're such a good friend. I chose you. I figured that you'd let me practice with your friends. And I always say, now, would you be mad and go, I can't believe you chose me as one of your friends to ask for help? Of course not. They always Uh laugh when I say that. So sometimes it's reframing your mind and going, hmm, would this be an insult or would this be an honor that you were one of the people chosen on that list? I know for me it would be an honor. <laughs> I, you know, anybody would be honored when you put it that way. And so those are those are great word choices. Um, and I think that's important, you know, as you're bringing somebody on for for leaders to realize that, you know, to help them with those words so that they know how to invite. Because sometimes that can be um, that can be a big hurdle for somebody. All right. Mm-hmm. So um, so Chris. I know that we're not going to dig into um, everything there is to do with the party on this first podcast, but but what out sort of in that initial um, initial time period to get new consultants excited with um, and for leaders to know what what are those first things as part of my process that I need to make sure a new consultant's doing? 
Yeah, well, one thing I think that I just feel is important to say, because this is guided towards leaders, and, and you know, you leaders, I just want to give you permission and confidence, I guess, that it's so important, you know, when I, when I talked in the beginning here about putting yourself back in the shoes of being new and what that felt like, whether you're a leader that's three months in or three years, and it doesn't matter, what did that feel like? And when you think back to that, I bet you're going to remember that it was kind of overwhelming, and scary as well as exciting. And I bet it would have been empowering for you guys as leaders for someone to come up and say, you know what? I'm so excited and guess what? I know exactly what to do to help you get started and be successful in this business. So all I want you to do is follow along with me and I'm gonna direct you on everything to do. You don't have to think about anything right now, just follow me. How does that feel? And I'm telling you, there's. Oh, even when I say it, there's relief in that for most people when you as a leader lead and kind of direct in the beginning. Now, there'll come a time down the road where you're going to coach them and let them kind of figure out what they want to do with this business. That's the beauty of it. And and they're going to go model and they're going to take off on their own. And that's my favorite part of being a leader. But in the beginning, you guys, I would just, I would really emphasize the more you can be directive and really strong with your process and confident. That's going to help your new consultants feel confident and strong as well. Those are great tips. So, so Chris, I think this this beginning uh, podcast really feels that the process starts with building that excitement and confidence, and setting expectations, and and helping them just to start to get their launch parties, their Frankie lists, and their bookings underway. Um, and so then I know in our next podcast, we're going to dig a little deeper, but anything else before we, um, before we wrap up on this for today? Yeah. Yeah. One, one thing I want to leave you guys with as leaders. The other thing is knowing that, you know, the goal with all of our new consultants that come on our team, the ultimate goal for me always is I want to help them to get to a team coordinator to our first level of leadership. I want them to get to experience what I've gotten to experience, the blessing of Norwex from this job. So when you strong start and when you're really directed and you have a process like we've been talking about, you're going to find that you are going to have many more of your team members kind of organically often move into a team coordinator role. And traditionally, we want them to move within that role within 12 to 18 months or often they'll end up leaving the business. So just kind of keep that in your mind that ultimately what you're doing is you're trying to bring them up and give them the gifts that you've got as a leader. That's a great point, Chris. All right. So thank you so much. This was this was wonderful. And we'll be talking to you again soon. So I like to leave every podcast with some action steps for, for our audience. So for today... Um, It's really kind of two parts because this is just part one of um, this series. So your first action step is to listen to the second podcast on starting new consultants strong. So that's one. Um, And if you have time, you can just probably do that right now. And then second, you want to make sure that your mindset is in the right place. Uh, So we have a podcast on a healthy mindset. So build your own confidence and then share some of what you learn with your team. So that would be your second. And third, um, start to create that process, as Chris has talked about. And when um, when we meet again, you can flesh out the rest of your process and certainly 
We have tools in place to help you. We have the five-step guide for a new consultant starting, and we also have a version of that online. And that can help you to frame your process um, as a leader in working with new consultants. So until next time, have a great day, everyone. Thanks for joining us.